This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Well, Deanna, as we start the analysis today, uh, we have been ourselves thinking and praying about people that uh, lost friends and family in the shooting in Las Vegas last Sunday as of this recording. It was just a few days ago. And, and we're just thinking about those victims and their families and the heartache and the heartbreak that's going on there, as well as just trying to dialogue over some of the questions that that raises about uh, why did this individual do it? And I know that's really probably the big question that everybody's trying to figure out. There's got to be a reason he did this. Um, and we may never get to a specific reason. They may be able to investigate and find some specific reasons. I think we would still say those are symptomatic reasons. Uh, we can probably answer kind of the bigger reason, and that's really what I think we want to talk about today, is just how does this act and so many others like them fit into this larger story, uh, what we would call the meta narrative uh, of existence and of the scriptures and thinking through that. And so just want to attach that to that conversation today. Think about the people there. And, and as we as we start our conversation, I just want to begin there and say, uh, we do as believers want to pray for those people that lost someone. Um, they're hurting, they're suffering, and we would pray God would be gracious in those moments to them. Um, but then also just try to address, so why did those kinds of things happen? And that's what we're going to talk about today in the meta-narrative. Uh, help us define that. What are we talking about when we discuss a meta-narrative? Immediately, of course, after hearing the news of what happened in Las Vegas, it, it just grieved me to on so many levels. But at the same time, I thought about the fact that, you know, God didn't intend it for it to be this way. And there, right. there's going to be a day where that changes. But for now, what we know is that He created in the beginning. He created everything good. And so when we talk about the meta narrative, we like to kind of use four words. And that's kind of an overarching view of the Bible. And we can say creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Because we know that in creation that God created everything perfect. He created man, he created woman, all the fruits, all the animals, all the atmosphere and everything that was taking place. But he asked Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree, you know. And so when they rebelled against him, the fall took place. And the fall brought in things to our earth that were death and suffering and all of those aspects. And so now mankind has what we were talking about earlier, sin in their life. That sin, Christ came and he lived a perfect sinless life. And for all those who confess him to be Lord Mm -hmm. and confess their sin and follow him, then they can be redeemed. And the Holy Spirit comes and lives in them and gives them the ability to overcome in those sinful areas. But it won't be restored completely until Christ returns and judgment takes place and restoration happens. And God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth, Mm -hmm. and all things will be restored 
And why can they be restored? Because the resurrection of Jesus. And so yeah. when we think about that overarching picture of the meta-narrative, we can let creation happened, the fall happened, Jesus restored it, and then he's going to restore it in its completeness where there's no more pain, no more sin, no more suffering one day when we see him face to face. And understanding that bigger story is really key in this moment because the struggle of observing these kinds of acts, and this is just kind of the latest thing that happened that shows this evil that perpetrates our society. Um, the bigger story is important in understanding because the the thinking of people coming to the to a, uh, to an event like this, is, well, God can't be good if he's letting these things happen. Uh, And they're wanting to pull out one aspect of God's story from everything else and miss that, no, he's made things good. Something occurred that has allowed evil to run in the world. He's worked to fix that through the redemption process of Jesus Christ and is completing that and they're missing the bigger story and I think that's why we have to bring that because even as believers uh, we tend to we tend to run to the event define it by its moment its time outside of the large story and then even we begin to doubt God's goodness and God's restorative ability Um, you made the comment about Jesus resurrection and I was just thinking about the resurrection in light of all kinds of dilemmas, even in my own kind of daily life of just ups and downs of moments, a good day and then a bad day, and struggling and frustrated over something. And, and you begin to go, Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> so anything's possible. Like I've yeah. got to stop thinking, how are we going to do this? And how will I ever fix this problem? And will this ever work out? you got to remember the resurrection <laughs> happened. It's interesting that you say that about the resurrection because the resurrection really does give life to things. And we know that God is good mm-hmm. and God desired to make all things new. Right. But in the midst of that, what we also have is this society that we live in who are saying there's, there's no moral standards there, there's no good, there's no evil. You have people who are making videos who are proclaiming that evil doesn't even exist. And yet you see a tragedy like this and immediately what does every newscaster in the world start to begin to say? They, they say, this is a pure act of evil. Right. And if we're going to imply this evil, there has to be a good. And we see that that good was happening in the Garden of Eden, yeah. you know, in perfect relationship with him, and man went astray. And that's what we continue to do. We continue to go astray from God, but he desires for us to be with him, to be in relationship with him. And so this ought to be an act that helps us look and say, if we're acknowledging evil, mm-hmm. then we have to acknowledge good. And where is that good coming from, you know? We have to address those questions. Yeah, yeah. It's you're hearing on the news, and and I I commented on this a little earlier. This evil act, this evil act, and the other side of that is happened to these innocent people, Mm -hmm. and um, in no way would I want to say they deserved what they they got. uh, the truth is, none of us are getting what we deserve in all of life. God has been gracious 
to allow us to continue to exist, even though we're all rebelling and sinning against him. Uh, so in one way, he's being gracious and has been gracious up to them. But it's interesting of the play between, like you say, the, the world kind of wants to say um, there's not an evil plane until something like this occurs. Then that's evil, mm-hmm. and the rest of us are not evil. And, and I think God would want to help all of us step back and see the large picture. He made things good. We all act in rebellion and in evil. Our sinful acts are evil, deserving of punishment. But through Christ, he's offered us redemption. And our hope is found in repenting of sin and trusting in him and becoming part of the restoring plan. And part of that plan until ultimate restoration is we get to exist as his children being agents he used the terms ambassadors mm-hmm. uh, of that restoration we get to go tell people about their need for a savior and who jesus is and what he did we get to act in tangible ways to minister and care for the hurting and for the needy and to be the blessing that he promised would come through abraham and so are our lives being blessings and how can we be a blessing in this situation how can we speak to people about their need for Christ uh, in light of the heartache and heartbreak of what's going on with Las Vegas or an earthquake in Mexico, as we've already mentioned yeah. previously. This this is an act by a human. The earthquake was an act from nature. Ultimately, God is overarching of both of those things. Both happen under his regime, his mm-hmm. reign, his rule. And so... Um, how do we act as agents in that and how do we witness and minister and that's what I would want to encourage people toward is to be thinking about uh, how do I respond and pray for those hurting and then what do I do in my own sphere I don't live in Las Vegas I don't have direct attachment to someone who went through this but I know people who are hurting and have tragedy and they're struggling in their own question of evil and God's goodness Yeah, and that's what it makes me think, too. And I've even encouraged people, this is an opportunity for us as Christians to be able to not only show and share the meta-narrative of good and evil Mm -hmm. and how it can be restored, but also of justice. I mean, I I was listening the other day to uh, something that came across the TV, and they were they were having a little bantering. And in that, one of the persons said, well, don't you say that God is all love? I mean, what, Hmm. you know, what are you saying here? And I thought to myself, what is the definition of love in that man's mind? Mm -hmm. The the definition is to, to be able to do any act you want? No, when we see things like this, we say, hey, we want justice. Who doesn't want justice against that? act that right. was happening That's right. and so we want to see hey yeah there was good in the world and okay there is a fall but there's also justice and that's part of the resurrection is mm-hmm. that our, our our sins are nailed to the cross for those who confess and say hey i did a wrong act i did yeah. a wrong thing and and you're restored because he paid that for you yeah, right. That's good. But there are there are acts that we look at all acts in mankind that are wrong that we say we want justice, mm-hmm. and God is just. Yeah. And this this man who who died right after, it, it, all these people were killed, and and we would sit back and say that we don't want justice. That would be crazy. Yeah. So 
God is is loving because mm-hmm. he created everything good. And in the midst of the fall, he provided a way back to himself to pay for that sin, to pay that debt. And for those who don't confess and believe, there's also justice. Yeah. And so in the midst of sharing the conversation with people, it is such an opportunity to be able to recognize the meta narrative gives answers for those big questions. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what we want to draw people to see and understand is don't get lost in just the conversation in the moment of debating with somebody. Uh, maybe even in your own heart and mind, is God good? Could God be good if he allowed this evil act and these innocent people, quoting, quote, quote, innocent people? Uh, we can get lost in that, but if you step back and look, wait, creation, everything was good, fall, that's why things are broken. Christ redeems, fixes, died, which includes justice and grace, as you were pointing out, Justice is served, sin was punished, Christ died on the cross, uh, and then restoration's coming. All, all of that will be fixed, and ultimate justice will take place. You pointed this out earlier, uh, and, and I just want to touch on it before we wrap up today, that many people will look and say, um, one of the really negatives of this is all these people who lost loved ones or were injured by this act, by uh, this man with the guns, um, they're not going to get to see justice because he killed himself. Um, and yet we know there is justice in all of this. And I, I, you had made a comment about that earlier. And I just, I, before we wrap up and close, I think that's a really important part of what people want to understand. Yeah, because we're going to face judgment at the end, yeah. right? We're going to face judgment for for the things that are here on earth. And for those who are not paid through the cross, mm-hmm. there is going to be a payment because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And yeah. so we can't go into a courtroom and ask the judge, hey, can you just let me off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just doesn't happen that way. And God is loving and just, and he is going to give right due to each person at the end of our life. And I think that's what's so important for us to think about. One of the things that you've pointed out before is that when Jesus is talking about the Tower of Siloam falling, mm-hmm. you know, people are concerned about whether or not, you know, these acts are happening because of guilty people. Right. And he says, you know, you don't need to worry about that aspect. This isn't why things are happening, mm-hmm. but things are going to happen in the world that help us have self confrontation where am I at with God and what's going to happen at the end of this life and these are things that can give us those opportunities to self-reflect and go hey where am I in my relationship with God do I have a right relationship with God and if I do am I telling others about who he is and that's a great place to just close and and leave that on people's minds and hearts we have one purpose to know Jesus make him known that's that's our life that's our calling that's as a believer, that's where we need to reside and remain and kind of bring everything back to that. So we'll leave that with you. And thanks for listening to the analysis. And we look forward to the end to our conversation again next week.